Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast, the podcast that isn't sponsored by Life Alert. Tonight, I'm joined by Liza, Tony, and Adam. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. All senior citizens should have Life Alert. <laughs> I know. They should. I've fallen and I can't get up. Wait, there's candy down here. I don't need to get up. <laughs> Some things in the carpet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, okay. How is everyone tonight? Good. So before we started recording, we were actually singing, and it turns out that neither Tony nor Adam have heard of Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, no, I've heard of him. I just don't know his music. You just don't know his music. Ah, but you know they're from the East Coast. They are from the East Coast. It could be a trend there. I mean, it's a Mason Dixon thing. It might be. I think so. Yes. Okay. All right. So we actually have listener questions, things that have nothing to do with family traditions, although they might actually, <laughs> they might actually have something to do with the family tradition. Let's go to these questions and find out, shall we? Yes. Um, the first one is Angela. Angela asks, where to buy, where can I buy the best two day ticket for Universal Studios? And can I drop my teens off at the gate and pick them up later? I'm going to take this one because I actually know Angela. So, Number one, your kids could be dropped off because, one, they are well-behaved. Two, they are tall. And um, I think Universal is pretty much like Disney. You know, if they're 15, 16 years old, you can drop them off in the gate and they can go in. So you should be fine with that. I think the bigger question is, where can you find a discounted Universal ticket? And we can't we can't recommend any of those. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. There are a lot of places that sell discounted tickets for different parks in Orlando. Unfortunately, some of them are sketchy. Um, Mm -hmm. We can't, we haven't vetted any of them. So we don't, we're not going to answer that. Um, You can, of course, buy your ticket online. It's probably going to be a tiny bit cheaper than buying it at the gate. It really depends. But um, like Disney, Universal is pretty smart and not great at discounting their tickets. Uh, Try AAA. Does anyone else know? I don't know if Costco does. I know that they do Disney yeah. tickets sometimes, but just be aware. Sometimes if it looks too good to be true, it might be. It's they true. might want you to do a timeshare uh, entrapment situation. And you kind of don't want to be sitting there in the timeshare because I've heard some stories about that that weren't great. Military yeah. discount if, if that applies. Right, military. I mean, you know what? We I, I don't believe I've ever... I the, and the only discounted ones I've ever seen are you're right, Adam. Tend to be military. Um, I, you know, I'm sure there are places out there, and I'm sorry we don't have a better answer. Um, I was going to do a little researching before the show, but I didn't get around to it. They should give teachers discounts too. I'm just saying, Disney. You know, they do at SeaWorld. SeaWorld sometimes has teachers discounts. A lot of places will have police um, and firefighter. Those um, Disney doesn't really discount for anything. I mean, there are a couple places you can try, but for the most part, um, you know, you're going to pay what you're going to pay. So, you know, best of luck on that. But as far as Universal dropping the kids off, as I said, I I know your kids and uh, they're responsible and uh, very grown up. They're they're totally fine. Kick them at the curb. Just be like, out later. They'll love that. They'll be like, okay, we're out. Well, and there is a drop-off area at Universal, and I just actually did that with my husband and my youngest son, 
and um, it's kind of right where like all the walkways are and everything. It's a little closer than if you had to park. So, and you'll see signs for that. Does anybody know what the technical age is for Universal? Because no. I know like when when Isabel turned fourteen, uh, she could then enter the parks alone. Right. Mm. So I, I know there is an age limit, and I don't know what Universal's is. I would assume that's the same, to be honest. It's a little more grown-up atmosphere, I will say that. Um, I I let my 16-year-old park hop all over Disney World. I don't let him do as much over at Universal just because I think it's a little more, I don't know. I think maybe he doesn't know the park as well. So I but. think I'd be more uh, secure with Universal because it's just such a smaller footprint. It is smaller. You know, you yeah. can't get re- you really can't get lost between parks That's unless you're true. really directionally challenged and you end up in, Me. you know, the toothsome factory and and you can't get out. Yeah, you eat a lot of chocolate. Um I you know, and I agree. I I don't know. I just for some reason feel like more comfortable. Maybe it's cuz he has a magic band at Disney World, but he just seems to, you know, uh, I don't know. And they're also riding a lot more rides when they're at Universal than is at, at Disney World. Like, he's sort of more, like, interested in all the theming and stuff um, at Disney. Like, he'll really, like, he knows things that I have no idea about because he's, he's really hardcore into the nerdy kind of theming stuff. But they don't have as much of that at Universal, and he's more inclined to ride the rides with his brother and my husband, so... Um, okay, I'm going to go to the next question. I'm going to turn this over to all of you because I think you all have an opinion. Cheryl writes, and Cheryl is a saint, right? Is that correct, Liza? That's what I said, St. Cheryl. Yeah, St. Cheryl Bonoso. Correct. Um, she writes, what is the best one-table service credit meal in the park? Okay, I'm going to start with Tony. Go ahead. First off, I must say that Cheryl sounds like an incredibly lovely woman mm-hmm. uh, who is yeah. not tight with her wallet at all. No. Um my favorite, uh, my favorite one one table service credit is uh, Tepanito. Really? Oh, I just I enjoy it. I I know you can. You know, it's not something that's unique to the parks. You can go to any Benihana, you know, or any Hibachi restaurant in your local area. Um, it just it happens to be that I love it. Uh, I enjoy be- because it's a community dining experience, and we're a family of four, and the tables I think accommodate up to ten. You're usually put at a table with uh, either another large family or, or just a different group of people, and it's a it's a kind of good way to meet people outside of your traveling party. Do you um, really want to do that? You've got to talk to people. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we just watch other people coming in. Right. Uh, Sit there like, and eat and stare. Well, you know, today, even to this day, we we joke about this one guy who walked in. He was a solo traveler, and he walked in a little later. Uh, everyone else had already been seated. And in the old days, they actually used to give you a washcloth, a warm washcloth. Uh, and he sat down and they brought him a warm washcloth. I don't know if he had never been to a hibachi restaurant before, but he proceeded to take the washcloth and essentially give himself a small sponge bath, uh, wiping (laughs) down not only his hands, but his head, the back of his neck, uh, went a little bit inside the collar of his shirt. And it was just, it was pretty hilarious. Um, right. Wait, that's not unreasonable. If it's hot out and someone gives you a warm washcloth, I mean. But this guy sat down. He had no clue what was going on. And he just did whatever he wanted to. And it was just, right. it was funny to watch. Um, and I'm not saying he was wrong, you know. But uh, to this day, 
it's still part of the the enjoyment we get out of going to Tepanito. I hope that someday you and I are around each other when someone gives me a hot washcloth because I'm <laughs> going to take my shoes off. I'm really hey. going to get those feet. I mean, it's going to be great. So, well, you, well, you know, of, of course, idea. part part of the shtick now because I'm I'm the the goofy dad mm-hmm. is you know when we go to restaurants and they give us the towel. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Teppanito is no longer a hot towel. I believe it was like a wet wipe last time we went. Yes. Uh, as part of the continual Wait, downgrade seriously? Services. It's a wet wipe? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, well, so was the bad. other one that's next to it. Um, Tokyo Dining? Tokyo Dining, yes. They gave you a wet wipe. Right. It was like a, a, a an industrial strength wipe versus yeah, it, a, w- it used to be a cloth, washcloth. Um but now when we go and they hand us the wipe, I, you know, I jokingly reach for the back of my neck and everybody knows what I'm referring to. So it, it's, uh, you know, it's just part of our, uh, part of family our ritual, tradition. part of our routine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> one of our little family in jokes that we do. That's cute. Yeah. They, I remember getting the wipe and thinking, this is a quality wipe, but it wasn't a wet towel. So no. Anyway, that's cool. You can get the wipes at, um, oh, the towels at Ohana, you know. Oh yeah, those which is nice. That is nice. Smell like they have some kind of smell to them. I think like a lavender I, I or um, juniper, or something like that. Juniper <laughs> smelled of rich mahogany. It's really good. All right, I I get way too much happiness. Like when you're on a plane and they give you one of those wet washcloths. Those are like the best thing ever. Those are really that's a quality flight. Yeah, it's quality. Like an international flight, they give you Jet one. Blue coast to coast gives you them. Boy, I. You know That's what? Nice. I've already told you that JetBlue was like flying in a, you know, a, a rust bucket no. with like folding chairs sitting like in the aisle. It was not good. I've never been there on that JetBlue. Was just terrible. Was I'm not a big fan of JetBlue. Come at me, JetBlue. Come at me. <laughs> Come at me. So back to our one table service credits. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, Son. Go ahead. Where are and? We? Oh, who's, well, yes, you throw it to somebody else. Oh, go ahead, Liza. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a tricky one for me because if you're going for the best one table service credit and you're with your kids and you want a whole experience, I'm going to say Akershush is the best one because you can schedule your fast pass for the frozen ride right around the time, either before you eat or after you eat. It's really nice. You get all the princesses. The food's pretty good. Um, I've always had a consistently good meal there. I really like the breakfast because it's family style at the table. And for the price that it is, it's definitely worth a credit. I mean, you're going to get your money's worth versus paying out of pocket for it. Um, one of my other ones, though, if you don't have kids and you're not dealing with all of that, is uh, I like Sanaa. I like Sanaa over Balma. I really, really do. I like the atmosphere. I like to look out the windows with the animals there. I like the food a lot. Um, I just really love being in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, too. So it's a really nice place to take someone that's not a huge Disney enthusiast, and it's a great way to show them an experience. And it's only one table service credit, so it's really nice. All right. How about you, Adam? What do you think? Okay. I think one credit. I don't do dining plans, so I'm not sure if this is going to work well with paying out of pocket versus um, versus using your credit. But I will say that probably one of the better meals I've had in the parks was at the the uh, the Mexican restaurant on the water. 
and oh, La Hacienda. La Hacienda Wait, right? was it, it the San? No, is it the San Anil Hacienda? It is. Yes. yes, that's it. That you do that at night when illuminations or whatever the new show is going to be. At night, you can look mm. out. You request a room, a um, table by the windows. That's really nice. And I would say if you can swing it and you want to go out of the park, Ohana for dinner is very good use of one credit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you get a lot of food. And it's good. And it's family style. So you don't have to go up to a... I hate going up to... Sometimes I hate going up to buffet lines. It's kind of... I don't know. I like it when you yeah. still get, And they give you the warm well, towels, they, which is wonderful. Yeah, and they bring your meat on a stick, yeah. like a skewer, and they like... I, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed last time we went to Ohana. Yeah, the, the, mag- the magic was definitely wow. gone. Really? What happened? Uh, I don't think they had any of their their signature. Uh, was it the banana bread? What, never... what is their their bread that they bring? Oh, it's just oh, it's just the Hawaiian bread. That their they Hawaiian bring out. bread. Yeah, maybe they're uh, out. No, wait. What's what's their big dessert? Bread pudding. Oh, it's the bread, bread pudding. Yeah, they, they weren't serving the bread pudding. What? Oh, I'd be mad. Um. It, yeah, what it was just this? Uh, this was a couple years oh. ago, and it, it was oh, such a back, bad, yeah. It was such a bad experience that we wouldn't go back. No. So the thing about Ahana to me is that it can be really hit or miss. You know, sometimes you can go there and have a great meal, and other times it's not so great. And I'm not sure what the sort of reason for that. I do think if you go too late at night, it's not good. Too late at night because they just kind of they want to get it's you out so of there. They start stuff. serving you yeah. the stale stuff. Yeah, they definitely do. And I will say, Tony, if it makes you feel better, the bread pudding is back. It's been back for a while. So Well, they are consistently inconsistent. Yeah. Well, and I, I'll tell you what. I think they changed the recipe for the caramel sauce because it used to be creamier. And now you can almost taste the corn syrup. I don't know. It just feels like it's got like kind of a weird texture to it almost. It's still good, but it's not as good as it used to be. So. I will say I've been there three times in the last twelve months for dinner, and all three times it was, I had a wonderful experience. Was that because you were with Bridget and Mark? Because they are fabulous. Yeah, that was the one time. Yeah, but yeah. still, it was. Uh, I it was consistently very consistent. I I would actually put that down as one of my best, and I think you know, and and Liza can attest to this. For uh, we make dining reservations for people all the time, and. I would say at least half of the time that's on there. That's like their number one. So because it is one credit and a family can get a really good meal and, you know, picky kids can get their nuggets and mac and cheese. They will bring that out. Um, and, uh, you know, it's sort of a fun. It's a really great place for like your last night on property. And there's so, coconut races. There are coconut races. Yeah. So if you're into that. That's nice. So. So, did you have another one, Adam, since you uh, were breaking the rules over there? Well, I would say via Napoli, but from what I understand, if you use a dining plan credit for via Napoli, you don't really get everything that you could get because you have to get like a personal pie. And I think that place is better off paying cash because you want to maybe get a bigger pie and do half halvesies on the toppings and then kind of share and let everybody. That's if you're a sharing type of family and you like to try different things. Yeah, I don't know. And, I, um, <laughs> and the desserts actually, over there really aren't. I don't think they're worth using dining planning dining plan credits for for their desserts. So I have to totally disagree on that because oh. that was going to be my. Okay, so. 
Ohana, obviously. I'm totally cheating here, by the way. Ohana, obviously, is a great choice. Um, Via Napoli, to me, is a great choice. I think that, you know, at $25 for a personal pizza, which is huge, it's more than enough for one person. Um, and I do like their desserts quite a bit, especially those little donuts that you dip in the chocolate. Those are fantastic. Um, so I'm good with that. I, I disagree. I think, um, you know, if you want something a little more sophisticated and more grown up, head over to Chefs de France. That's a really good one. Um, and there's a couple other places that I think are kind of popping up that are interesting. I really liked uh, Ale and Compass over in uh, the mm-hmm. Yacht Club. I thought was really good, especially for breakfast. If you have like, you know, sometimes people have that extra credit sitting around that last day. If you're staying in that area, that's a great place for, you know, a nice hearty breakfast before you head off to uh, Magical Express and get out of town. So that was a really nice breakfast. Oh, it's it is. so good. Yeah. And I think also in that same area, if I may, because I guess I'm breaking all the rules here, but I think in that same area, the character breakfast over at Tutoria Al Forno is good. And I like the dinner there as well. I, th- I think it's fantastic. They make their own fennel sausage and their own, uh, uh, shoot, what is that called? Ricotta. Ooh. And it's super good. Yeah. Tony, we call that ricotta. Yeah, whatever. What? So we call it Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's failing. Tomato, tomato. There. Yeah, ricotta. Anyway, is, do they really call it regat? Regat. That's how we say it. Yeah. Do they really? That's a Jersey mm-hmm. thing. Well, yeah. Tony's not Jersey. Tony is that what you call, call it, that? Tony? It's what we Italians call it. Are yeah. you sure? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would they call it that in Italy? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll let you know this. Yeah, summer. I'll YouTube it. You tell me. YouTube it. Yeah, I'll find YouTube out. YouTube knows the deal. YouTube knows everything. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, this one's super easy. Well, okay, maybe. We'll see. Melissa writes best quick service in the Magic Kingdom. I'm going to go with ladies first. Best quick service in the Magic Kingdom. That is a tough one, but I've always. I'm just going to stick with my Pecos Bell. I mean, okay. unless you count the quick service over at the Our Guest restaurant. Right. It is good. But I don't like the food there, so I'm just going to not say that. I'm going to go with my Pecos Bill. I'm Pecos gonna say Bills. Pecos Bills. Okay. What about you, Adam? Columbia Harbor House. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. How about impressed. you, Tony? Um, because we ate there a trip last week, I will go back <laughs> to Pecos Bill. See, oh. thank you. Now, what is the big draw there, guys? You know, it was it was just a nice meal. Um, uh, the fajita platter was good sized. Yes. Uh, you know, we were able to share it between uh, uh, multiple people, uh, and it was just it was a nice little restaurant. Uh, the upper seating area was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. It also happened to be during a torrential rainstorm about 8.30 at night. So uh, it was a nice place to, to stay dry for a little bit. Uh, but uh, normally we're Columbia Harbor House folks. Or or, I, or I'll run to Casey's because I, I enjoy a, a good hot dog. But uh, we went into Pico's Bills and that's, a, that's now a definite stop for me. Okay. I like to get the fajita platter too and split it. I'll pay extra for tortillas, like extra tortillas on the side. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I really like it. You gotta f- I haven't eaten there in a while since they switched over the menu. I'm just kind of disappointed that they took away the guac. 
And they took away the taco salad, right? Why That's was no longer there? I don't know. I was going to I was trying to start a free the guac campaign. We had guacamole last week. <gasps> but was it, it free back? or did you have to pay for it? Um Was it on the fixin' bar? You know, I you sure remember. it wasn't like green I, salsa, Tony? No, no, no. We had guacamole. That was the difference. Mm-hmm. You sure you weren't at Chipotle, Tony? I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure I paid $130 <laughs> to get in for a day. It was uh, it was the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, free the guac. I was like really but upset. It was, you probably had priceless moments with your children. Did you not, Tony? For the $130? I did. Come on. I did. Well, weren't your kids all doing the cheer competition? They didn't cheer the whole time. Oh, okay. They should they, make them cheer the whole time. They did finish fifth in the nation in their age group, which was good. <laughs> really? They should make them do it. You got to cheer. You got cheer. Did you go watch or were you not there at that time? I was home by the time they performed. Oh. And before anyone calls me a monster for not staying, uh, in full disclosure, Isabel is a coach on the team. I did not have an actual cheerleader on the floor. Oh. Had one of them cheered, I would have stayed. But with Isabel just coaching, I didn't really see the need to. So why did you even go? Because the rest of my family went. Well, and it's Disney. I mean, why wouldn't he go? They weren't doing anything. Give me an excuse to go to. (laughs) Yeah, give any excuse to go to Disney. Well, because Tony's like a total dad. Of course he's going to go. Of course he's going to go and he's going to have fun with the kids and then they're going to go cheer and engage in an archaic sexist sport there and then go. oh i'm sorry did i say that out loud um they're going to go cheer and do all their fun stuff and then tony's going to support them and he had to go back to work so that's the deal exactly. that's very nice of you tony so um and it's i don't think it's archaic and sexist really um Oh, it's my turn, I guess, then. Okay, for me, I'm I'm actually going to go and throw a bone to be our guest. I actually love their breakfast, and I enjoy their lunch as well. And plus, I'm eating in the castle. That makes me happy. It's a quick service credit. Uh, I really like their sandwiches. Their potato soup is good. Their fries are probably the best in the Magic Kingdom, if not in any park. Casey's. Uh, yeah, you know what? Those are good fries, too. I'm going to give you that. But And you can eat Casey fr- Casey's fries in the hub grass and just watch people and chomp on fries, that's which a, we've done. That's a great that's idea great. for next time I go. Yeah. But I do definitely enjoy, um, you know, a little bit of Be Our Guest. Mm-hmm. I love that place. So, okay. All righty. I think that answered that sufficiently. What's the worst quick service? Oh, in the Magic Kingdom. Can we all agree? Yeah, in the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom is going to be, for me, it's uh, that Cosmic Rays place. Oh, really? I love Cosmic Rays. I like the guy. I like Sunny Eclipse. Ooh, no. They have, they need to get rid of him. They need to pull him out forcibly and throw him <laughs> into some back lot somewhere. I like him. Just it's forget so bad it's exists. good, right? Oh, it's terrible. It's so loud and obnoxious and the kids get excited. It's like that Star like, Wars band. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. He reminds me of oh, that guy. You know, do you know, I don't know that there's a bad quick service in that park that I can think of. Can you think of one, Adam? Bad quick service. I don't, um, I don't really eat hot dogs. So I would probably say Casey's. Yeah. Casey's but, has a place. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, I guess you got well, to like that. Has an internal smell of ketchup. I mean, it just always smells like ketchup there, so that's hard for me. Well, 
My perfume is actually ketchup. It's so Hans. it smells like, yes. Heinz <laughs> ketchup. That's what I'm wearing. I think we can agree that there isn't enough food eating establishments in the Magic Kingdom. At least mm-hmm. I don't think there is. So whatever's good isn't isn't amazing, and whatever is bad isn't terrible. It's kind of like all in the middle. That's kind of how you can look at it. Yeah, because maybe I know. its best is is be our guest, but you got to book that sixty days in advance. So, uh, one hundred and eighty. One hundred and eighty. Um. So I actually. Yeah, I don't know. And you know what the thing is, is you could say to yourself, well, this isn't any good. And then the next person, like, you know, Liza saying she hates Cosmic Rays, me saying I love Cosmic Rays. I would go there before I would go to Pico's Bills. So, um, you know what, that one little quick service location that's underneath the Astro Orbiter, that's pretty bad. Oh, is that? But isn't that not always open? We have hot dogs? No, the one like right underneath Astro Orbiter. It's like a cart. No, it's like a little quick service. They have hot dogs, pretzels. It's always kind of in need of a good wiping down. Uh, well, that whole area kind of tends to s- seem like that to me. It always oh, seems really? a little. Yeah, it, it, Tomorrowland just kind of has a like a. Patina. It's got a patina of sweat and like, <laughs> you know, just dirt. I don't know. It's so beautiful at night. I maybe, love that. Maybe at night. I don't know. It always seems a little crowded. and, and The just... lunching pad you're thinking of. The, the lunching, lunching pad. pad. Oh yeah. my gosh, I've never even eaten there though. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Well, I, I mean, the lunch, it's fine if you need a Coke. What, Tony? Do you know what I wish was open more what? than it is? Is the Tomorrowland Terrace. Yeah. That's what I was Lately, thinking you were talking about. Tony, you know what? It's been open a lot lately. I was there the other day. They had that um, purple wall slushy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it looks really kind of. I didn't get it. It looked really disgusting. I just I walk by and I see that they're doing like noodle bowls and rice yeah. bowls, and it always looks good. But then every time I go, it seems to be closed. Yeah. Well, they close it ahead of time. They get the word out. You're coming in the park. <laughs> Tony's right. coming. Close it. Anything that makes Tony happy. <laughs> over it out. <laughs> it's over. It's over for him. Yes. It's that's exactly what happens. All right. Lewis oh. writes, I was planning a trip to Disneyland for my daughter's one-year birthday during the summer. With Galaxy's Edge opening in Disneyland over the summer, should I think of something else to do for her birthday? I have zero interest in Star Wars gasp. And at first, I thought it'd be a perfect time because all the attention would be on the new land. But after reading reports and blogs, it seems like Disneyland this summer is going to be kind of rough. I'm paraphrasing. Okay, what do you guys think? I'm going to go with Tony because I feel like Tony thinks about these things a lot. You know, the, the, the tough thing is we don't know the date yeah. of uh, Galaxy's Edge opening. Um, I've been reading articles that they're planning for 200,000 people. Oh, jeez. And they are talking of planning on lines to get into lines. Mm. Uh, so I definitely... Is that opening day or is that after things open? Uh, opening day, opening week. Okay. Opening month. Yeah, you know, they're they're talking crowds to the extent that Disneyland has never seen before. Opening I, summer. I believe that. <laughs> and I, I would definitely steer clear... Um, in theory, it sounds like a great idea that, you know, oh, everybody's going to be in Galaxy's Edge, so the rest of the park will be empty. 
But Galaxy's Edge as a land has a certain capacity for people. So even if, you know, a couple hundred thousand people are there, not all of them, you know, it's not like 190,000 people are going to fit into Galaxy's Edge and the other 10,000 people are going to have their run of the park. So I I think it's a smart idea to uh, steer clear. If your travel dates um, are going to butt up against the Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge opening. And I would do the same for Florida. I don't, as, as much as I would love to be there on opening day. I, I don't know that, you know, as the grumpy old man of the group, that I could tolerate the uh, the crowds. Oh, no. It would be horrible, I think. Uh, especially Disneyland, because it's so compact. It's nowhere near as big as Disney World. There's no other parks that you could go to except for the other one that they have. I, I feel like the spillover to that's going to be bad. Right. You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a while for Disneyland, I think. I, you know what? I, I agree, but I think maybe we kind of are focusing too much on it because other than, you know, you, we're all sort of obsessed with Star Wars. But I'm just wondering if, you know, a lot of people are putting off going. Although, having said that, I tried to book June for a client. And the first thing we did was we tried to get a military discount. And that wasn't available. This is Disneyland, of course. And... um and then we, which we've never had a problem getting her a military discount. She always gets those. And even just a few months out, we'll end up getting one. We couldn't get anything. So we thought, well, let's look at the, you know, non-discounted rooms, nothing for like oh, a week, yeah. for like a couple weeks straight. And also that was true for Paradise Pier. I couldn't get anything for Paradise Pier for a client. Um, I think, I think she was looking at the 28th of May. So, I mean, it's busy and it's going to be crazy. But one of the things the cast member told me is once they announce those dates, what's going to happen is people will dump all those reservations and then things will open up. Because obviously, if you're trying to get there um, and you're speculating on your reservation, you know, you're going to dump that once you find out it's opening three weeks after that. So, I don't know. It's kind of a mess. Um I wouldn't, I, I think I would hesitate to take a one-year-old to that anyway. I think grown-ups are one thing. If you want to be an adult and go in there and go crazy with the crowds and everything, which I personally do, um, more power to you. But I think taking a baby is hard enough. And you're really going to miss what's special about Disneyland, which is that it's less stressful. So. Yeah. It's kind of a big debate there. Yeah, the stroller and the navigation and all of that with all these people. It's going to be hard, but they don't really know. It's still... Right. Everything's up in the air. Yeah, they don't really know when it's going to be. No. Um, Although Adam thinks it's June 21st. Adam's wrong. You heard it here, folks. I don't know. So I I would love... I would like to be there on opening day, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. What do you think, Adam? Okay, so, yeah, I think Disneyland's um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening end of June. So, to as an alternative, she can always go to Disney World, <laughs> depending right. upon where she lives. Because that's probably not going to be as crowded, because our yeah. Galaxy's Edge isn't going to open for a while there. If she's out on the West Coast... Are we looking for alternatives for the kid's birthday? Knott's Berry Farm is nice. And Universal Studios Hollywood is an idea. Although the kid's one years old, right? Yeah, that's not really a good idea. So, you could always do like a beach 
Beach vacation is always go nice. go to the beach. Southern <laughs> California. Do you know what would be cute? And they're not running those during the summer. But what would be cute is one of those Southern California quick DCL cruises. They're doing two and three nights, or they were doing two and three nights out out in out that from San Diego. Yeah, those are really cute. Idea. That would be a fun way to kind of have a little parent time, a little kid time. Obviously, she's too little for the kids' clubs. You can get babysitting. That does cost extra for kids under three. But that would be kind of fun. And it's it's a nice way to disconnect. And the nice thing about the ships is that you aren't, you know, there's only so many people who can get on those ships. So I don't I don't know when they're running another um those Southern California cruises on the wonder. Of course there's an Alaska cruise, but that would probably not be ideal. That's not a week for, long. Yeah. yeah. But By um, the way, uh, there is a whole Charlie Brown section at Knott's Berry farm. Is there really? There is it's for the little children. Um, some of these rides have height restrictions, so keep that in mind, but uh, that's certainly an idea. Yeah. Or maybe I think just have like a the- themed party at your house. How about Chuck E. Cheese? No, party with the rat. The uh, the Wonder is running their Southern California itineraries from March through May. Nice. Ooh, catch a May. That's the way to go. And you know what? From what I've heard, those cruises aren't full, so that's an option. Yeah, I heard they don't fill up as much as the ones out of Port Canaveral. So, no. So, hmm. yeah, that's nice. We just planned your whole vacation. Happy birthday. Enjoy your cruise. That would be great, so, actually. You know what? And they're not that expensive, really. If you're talking a two-night cruise with a mom and dad and a kid, that's really not pro- – it's probably not going to be any worse than, like, Disneyland. one of the Disneyland hotels. Yeah. Yeah, Disneyland's so. – it, it costs some money to go there. It's it's not cheap. It's expensive. It's, it's totally yeah. worth it, though. That being said, it's totally worth it. But, oh, it's totally worth it. Yeah. It's probably not worth it um, that first couple weeks when Galaxy's Edge opens. And, Edge. and here's the thing. I wonder if you have, like, I'm sending a family out there in June, and, you know, their kids are older, so I think they're okay with the crowds. And I did give them a heads up about Galaxy's Edge. But I wonder if people will start canceling. You know, as much as they want, some people want to go, I wonder if other people will cancel their trips once they find out it's opening. Like, oh, heck no, we're going to be there the week it's opening. Let's cancel. I bet you they know? will. I bet they will. Yeah, I, I think so, cancel too. and rebook another time. Yeah, that's going to be kind of crazy. I'm excited either way. So, okay, let's go on to our next question. I'm actually going to give this to Adam because I feel like Adam has probably researched this more than the rest of us. David asks, what are the best non-character breakfast options in Disneyland? Okay. Uh, if you're willing to spend a good amount of money, mm. uh, Steakhouse 55 at Disneyland Hotel oh. is very nice. White tablecloth. You can show up there in your pajamas if you want to. It's very low key in terms of that, but it's a nice experience. They've got the um, the French toast that's like the bread is as thick as... Uh, you know, a dictionary, for lack of a better term. That's one great idea. Flo's VA Cafe, if you're looking for quick service in a park over at California Venture, that's nice. And uh, you could also always do the um, Carnation Cafe for breakfast. That's mine. 
That's the uh, on Main Street, halfway up the, the street, and it's kind of cozy, compact. You could eat outside if you ask for it, or eat inside if it's too cold or you don't want to deal with people outside. That's you what know, I would suggest. Do you know what I thought was good out there is Earl of Sandwich for breakfast because it's right next to the Disneyland Hotel, so it's super convenient to get to, and you know for under ten dollars you could have a pretty decent breakfast. And so if- now that it's still there. Now that it's open again. And now it's open. Oh, yeah. Is it open again? Okay. Yeah. It is. Since oh, they're not yeah. putting in that other hotel? Yeah, it was going to get knocked down for the yeah. new hotel. And the new hotel isn't happening. So that's back. But the movie theater is still closed. ESPN Zone. The uh, DCL, uh, the uh, DVC preview center there. The Starbucks closed. But I think that is also coming back. I'm not a huge fan of the La Brea Bakery, which is right before you get into the security gates. I thought that that was really overpriced, and uh, and the selection wasn't great. But, yeah, I, there's a, there's so much good food out there. Yeah, Go ahead. I, I really like the Carnation Cafe, though, for breakfast. Yeah. Because I like the atmosphere. I like where it is. Um, the menu's really good. It's It's casual. But the breakfast, I think, is where it's at. I would definitely uh, recommend that. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Ruth says, this might be more of a show topic and less of a single question, but I'd love to hear advice for guests who are primarily interested in squeezing in as many rides and attractions as possible. That is a good show topic, guys. We should go ahead and tackle that one. I know that that's basically how Adam tours the park. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Tony does too. All right. Ruth, we'll go ahead and file that one away. That is a good one. So, because I think we've done a lot of shows on taking it easy, but we haven't really done any on like hitting it and just bam, bam, bam. Yeah, knocking so. on as many rides as you can. Exactly. Mostly because Liza and I are lazy. No. That's right. <laughs> sit on the hub that's, grass. That's what we want to do it's is eat fries and sit on the hub grass and <laughs> get like a dessert somewhere and, and hang out. Then, or, yeah, Definitely we're bad. people watch though. Exactly. Okay. We All right. Take pictures of merchandise. Yeah, we do that too. <laughs> it's like we're weird, right? That's I don't know. Weird. We need to do the parks with Tony and Adam together. I think that we would probably uh, get our heart rate up maybe. I yeah. don't know. We should probably try to challenge ourselves more, but, you know. You would definitely get your heart rates up because uh, the (laughs) one time Adam and I did the parks with you guys, Adam, did we ride one ride in about four hours? Uh We did uh, three caballeros. It was like herding cats trying to get even in the line. Remember that, Tony? Yes. (laughs) And then we got on, and that was great. Love that ride. And then we were like, all right, what are we going to do next? And then everybody kind of like scattered. And it was like, it was a lost cause at that point. Was there food around or sparkly things? Yeah, it was Epcot. So there was food Okay, everywhere. so yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. You need to take us somewhere where there are no food and bright colors and shiny objects. Hmm. It will be fine. I know. Six Flags. Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Nikki writes, we are aiming to plan our next trip for sometime around December 20th. 13th through the 21st next year. Are we insane? Yes. I mean, you listen to this show. Come yes. on. No. You're you're not insane. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm actually trying to go right after that. So Crazy. 
I think it depends. I don't, so I don't know. I'm looking at Nikki here and it looks like she's got little kids maybe. So that might be kind of a little crazy to take little kids into all that. It depends on how, like I always say, even if you are going during a busy time, if you, if you like kind of, um, sort of set your expectations so that, that, yeah, I mean, then you're fine. Also, I mean, you know, what I'm thinking is, so when Toy Story Land opened, some of the people I knew got together and they did um, VIP tours. Mm -hmm. And so they had like 10 people and it was $300 a person, which is really a a lot of money. But that was kind of smart, right? If you can swing that, that's smart. Um, If you could stay club level and get those uh, extra fast passes, I think is brilliant. Um, yeah, the club level thing. That's if you can do it. That's it's worth the money. Having said that, am I ever going to stay club level? Pretty sure I'm not. I'm not. So, yeah, and it's, I'm not getting a VIP tour. But I think you know, if you just plan well, I think you can do well. Um, but you have to be. Exp- I think it'll be open. Then I mean, Liza uh, thinks uh, it's opening later. Okay, what have we changed our expectations of when Star Wars is opening? No. In? I, I mean, I think she'll be fine because I think by the time that that happens, they're gonna and they're gonna announce. Eh, we might have jumped the gun. We're not ready yet. We might have one <laughs> right open, and then nope. and then people are gonna start canceling their reservations and trying to rebook for like January or something. And I'm telling you, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe I'll be. So wrong. you're saying it's opening in January? Yeah, I think you're totally wrong. But okay, okay. Adam, when's it opening? I think it's going to be, she's like looking 13th through 21st. Yeah. They said late fall. So uh, the first day of winter is December 20th or 21st. I'm telling you, that week might be the week it opens, or at least with previews. Well, I think so, one ride might be open, maybe. No, okay. I think they're going to have both open together. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I think they're, they'll, I think everything will be open. What about you, Tony? I think they're in previews during that period. Um, the other thing to look out for is it's uh, also cheerleading season at the beginning of, of December, as we discussed. I was just down there last week, so you want to kind of steer clear of the Pop Warner weeks. Just because um, Tony will be there. Uh, well, <laughs> possibly. Um, if I'm there, I'll let you buy me a Mickey bar. Um, That's nice. You know, I, I think if you're going to go the the... the Second week of December is not bad, but once again, it all depends, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Same thing we told Lewis. Uh, it's going to be a madhouse. Uh, I'm still gunning for the last day of fall, which is the 19th, 20th, somewhere around there. Uh, so I think if you get there in the 13th, I think you'll be okay. It'll be in previews, but that doesn't mean that everything is open for everybody. You know, I, I, I say go for it because I don't think Galaxy's Edge is going to be open. Okay, I I actually think that I still stand by the idea that it will open that first Monday in December, or at least you'll have like a media preview, and you'll have several days of that. In addition to looking at things, you'll have the media coming in and looking at the gondolas. They'll be looking at the uh, the tower at. Coronado, that's going to be a big deal. All of the new little things plus Galaxy's Edge, it's going to be huge. And it will be, um, Not okay. I think, you know, that first Monday. So I think you will hit Galaxy's Edge at its worst. On the other hand, 
On the other hand, when does Star Wars come out? When does the movie come out? December 20th. Okay. Okay, so it's probably a Thursday. See, here's what I'm I'm saying. And I think I said this when we talked about Star Wars Land last time. Opening weekend, December 20th, red carpet event, Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge opens, movie opens in the U.S., it's a gigantic press nightmare. Right. Um, I, I think they're going to have you know movie stuff going on. I think that you'll see uh, uh, you'll see cast there. I think that they're going to tie it in with the movie. You think they'll tie the opening in with the movie? I do. Huh. You know, I just I, that's kind of interesting. I would even because... go so far as to say that they debut the movie. You know, normally it's like the El Capitan out in uh, right. Los Angeles. I would not be surprised, depending upon what the uh, premiere date is, to see them do something in Florida. Do you know why that's interesting to me? Because if you open Disneyland first, right, all the hype goes to Disneyland. And then suddenly, six months later, you're opening Walt Disney World. I mean, people are going to be excited, but people already got excited back in June about Disneyland, right? So if you tie it in to the opening of this film, like say you do all your media and everything, you're just disastrous, crazy stuff, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you still have that Thursday opening. That's when it opens for everybody. Yeah, maybe that's believable. I still think it's very crazy. It's it's not a great idea to open up an entire land right before the busiest week of the year. And in fact, that whole week's going to be busy. Like even leading up to Christmas is kind of crazy. Starting around the, you know, nineteenth or twentieth, the kids get out of school. Um, gosh, I don't even know. Adam, when are the? So we don't know when the annual pass block blackouts are. Do we? For next In world? year. Yeah. No. Well, it's oh. all speculation station right now. It is speculation station, but I do have to say, I really, I, I don't know, I. I I'm going there for You're Christmas. You're just the Nikki, queen so. of wishful thinking. I am the queen of wishful thinking, but I I will tell Nikki that I'm going there for Christmas. Hopefully next year. That's my plan. I've always wanted to spend like Christmas. So Nikki, I I just wanted you to know that I'm actually going to go right after that, and I'm comfortable going. I'm a tiny bit worried, but I feel like if I plan it, it'll be okay. And I'm not going to be the person with the VIP tour or any of that stuff. I still feel comfortable. So, okay. Oh gosh, this is a funny one. Okay. Abby asks, I honestly just want to hear you guys debate what the best hotel is. Okay. I'm going to lay out the ground rules. You can only pick one. Hmm. That's it. Okay. Go ahead, Liza. Well, I've always stood by my pick of the Beach Club. The Beach Club to me is the absolute 100% best hotel that there is. It's within walking distance to Epcot. Back when they had, well, I mean, they have illumination still for a little bit, but unfortunately, I don't know what's going to happen. But you could see the illumination show. Like, I used to stand on that by the International Gateway sometimes and be like, I don't want to go back to the room. But it's so close. It's like right there. It's got the best pool on property. You can't beat that pool. And, I mean, there is the downside of the Cape May Cafe, but you've got the upside of Beaches and Cream. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Not a great counter service, but I really don't care because proximity to Epcot, and I love the smell of the lobby, and I like the feel of that resort. Okay. What about you, Adam? 
All right. I thought long and hard about this. Okay. I believe that if you're doing a Disney hotel, you want to be transported into a place that doesn't exist. Okay? Uh... Doesn't exist in this realm. It might have existed 100 years ago. Okay. It doesn't exist now, right? This realm. Let it be known. <laughs> so it's got to be the Grand Floridian. And that's because it's based on 19th and or late 19th, early 20th century. Wait. Florida, East Coast. I thought Victorian you were talking era. about out of the world, like never existed, like ever. I thought he was going to go with the Star Wars hotel, even though it's not built yet. No, no. I, I, I prefer having windows in my hotel. But regardless. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Grant, because you, I get a feeling that Grand Floridian, you cannot replicate that experience anywhere on this earth. All these other hotels exist. Mm-hmm. I can point out any type of area in America or overseas that that place is sort of built around. Like a giant Grand Floridian. Gra- Grand Floridian, you yeah. can't. Grand Floridian, you can't do that. It's that era doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. But the fact that they got the piano playing and the band playing and that big atrium that you walk into and the glass elevator. It's like a scene out of, you know, Mary Poppins or a scene out of, um, oh gosh, like one of the old movies. So it's right. just, it feels like, it's almost like you're like on the Titanic before it sank in the nicer areas. <laughs> in the nicer areas of the Titanic. The Do you know what I think? I suspect the Titanic was smelly. Because when you think about it. 100%. Yeah, it was probably a stinky, stinky. Experience. I don't know. That was its that was its first maiden voyage. Nobody had ever walked on it before. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They were used to it back then. You know, everybody smoked then. To it. So, and I understand. Before people get mad at me, there was a hotel in California, Hotel Del Coronado, which the outside of it looks just like Grand Floridian. I get that. I'm not talking about the outside look. I'm talking about the feeling. Here we go again with feeling that you experience when you're in there, and how the way that the people address you. It's very like old, fa- old fashioned, and you can't it, that, that you can't get that anywhere else. You can't. Hey you. That's why I like it. Don't they say that to you? Hey you. You're up next. <laughs> okay. What about you, Tony? I know what Tony's gonna say. What am I gonna say? You're gonna say pop. You'd think I was gonna say pop, which yeah. is exactly why I'm not gonna say pop. Oh, oh. No, that's the worst. Okay, go ahead. Personally. The best resort on property, the Contemporary. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Only because it has a walking path over to the Magic Kingdom. You don't have to take any form of transportation except your own feet to get there. Right. Um, You can quickly get to Epcot via monorail if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, And depending upon where your room is, I think the view is incredible. Uh, If you're lucky enough to have a theme park view, you know, it, you you can't beat that. And if you don't have a theme park view, and you're watching from either the the viewing uh, area on the fourth floor, or if you're club level and you're watching from the lounge, um, you know, I think it's a spectacular spectacular resort. Um, you know, it it is uh, a little. I want to say the design is a little dated. I know the interior rooms have been made up. Right. Uh, have been refurbished uh, within the past five or six years. But uh, there's something that's kind of quaint. 
You know, it, it's kind of like uh, you think that Mike Brady had a hand in designing the contemporary. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. See, I think Mike Brady had a hand in designing the poly. You do? Oh, yeah. I, I can do. see that better, actually. Because remember yeah. they went in Hawaii and they found that tiki they idol? They did. They found the tiki idol. That's right. And then Marsha and Greg started making out. <laughs> I don't think they showed that. Oh, they cut that part they out. Cut that no, part. that was you, in the that was in the spoof movie, I think. Oh man, about. that's too well. That's that was the best app. movie, but <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so I actually think you have a very good point, Tony, and I'm very sad that you deliberately changed. We, we secretly know you prefer pop, but but I get what you're saying about that, and I. I do love being able to walk to the Magic Kingdom. That's the well, best. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. If, if it's, you know, coming out of my pocket and it, it right. means me staying, uh, you know, going twice in a year, I'm staying at Pop and saving money. But right. if you're asking me what resort do I consider to be the best uh, and my favorite uh, to stay in if money is not an issue, I'm going to go Contemporary. Okay. I, I see where you're going there. Okay. For me, I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to cheat because you made a very valid point. I mean, if I could pick any resort, I want to be in the a one bedroom villa at the Grand Floridian Villas. That money is no object. Okay. Maybe a two bedroom, but I mean, that would be my preference. I think that's a fantastic resort. I love the Grand Floridian for the same reasons that Adam does. And um, it's very airy and bright and cheerful. And I always feel like it's funny because sometimes people will say, oh, I don't like that resort. It's snotty. And I'm like, it's just like any other Disney resort. Um, you know, I've never felt uncomfortable there ever. I think the dining options are great. And I just, I love that resort. Having said that, you know, when the reality is, you know, the budget is not really there for that. Um, although we do have DVC points, but I'm, I'm terrible about using my points. Like I'm always a year in the hole. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's like a, my pictures on a bulletin board somewhere and they throw darts at it because I, I just, I'm so far in the hole with my points. But anyway, that's aside the point or point. Yes. That's aside the point. Um, so if we're talking money, I'm actually spending because I've blown my DVC points by February of that year. I'm staying at Art of Animation. I I was a little disappointed the last time I was there. I was in uh, the building one over by the, the cars area. And I felt that the rugs needed a little bit of refreshing. But overall, I feel that you get in the suites, you get two bathrooms. You get space for six people to sleep comfortably. There's even space like... If you have a situation where two kids don't want to share a bed, you could bring a cot in there. Um, and I'm not suggesting you have more than six people. I'm just saying, you know, there's room to, to set up like a blow-up bed or something like that. If, you know, you have teenagers who are like, I'm not sleeping with him or whatever. Um, parents have their own bedroom and a nice bathroom. Good lighting in the bathroom so that you don't go out looking like a clown uh, having put on too much makeup because you, you know, at, at Animal Kingdom Lodge, the bathroom's like so dark. You need like, I don't know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I feel like all it's the, really dark. All the things in there are kind of dark in that room. Everything's dark. Although that's a fantastic resort. I um, love that resort. But. Yeah, it's it's just beautiful. But, um, but the beach yeah, comes I like think, that too. It's light and airy inside the rooms. It is light and airy. But I think that, you know, I think, I think for your money, for the square footage, Art of animation is great. And they're going to have the gondola. And I expect to be proven wrong. You know, I'm kind of like, 
Although, did you see that gondola pileup that they had in Austria? No. Due to the high winds, there was a picture, and it was like six or seven little gondolas all smushed together. I don't think anyone was but they had like there was something wrong because of the winds, and but I don't think it gets that windy at Disney. Um, Maybe not like that. It was yeah, snowing no. there too. I, I yeah, yeah. There's like a lot going on. But anyway, I think you're going to have the gondola, which is like another nice form of transportation to throw in there. Plus, it's probably exciting for kids. So, you know, there's nothing not to love about that resort. So. And they, I did hear they're getting a refurb like next fall, maybe. They were supposed to have it done already, and I guess that it was put on hold, maybe. I'm not 100% on that. So, anyway, that's mine. So, okay, let's go ahead. And uh, that was a good question. Let's go ahead and finish up with the last one. Craig asks, What's the best place to wait for pieces falling off the monorail? Oh, okay. I did, see, you can tell I didn't read these ahead of time. Oh, okay, so he wants to know where the best place is to find a piece of the monorail falling off, which is a good question because if you're a collector, maybe you want that door. Hmm. You just don't want it to land on your head. No. I, I, uh, I, think, I, I think I know. Where? Oh, where? Okay. Because so I, I saw that question before and I looked up. I was looking at maps. Oh. You want to be... Where there is, <laughs> where you're not within a secure area, right? Where, where you're not within security, so you That's can get a piece and then run off to your car, right? Yes. So okay. What I, so what I thought was, and and you got to be pretty much underneath monorail track. So when I was looking at it, I'm pretty sure it's between the walkway between Contemporary Magic Kingdom. A lot of that area is unsecure, or right up until you get to the. Um, to the to the the bag check that's like sort of like partly way on that um, on that walkway. You're underneath a lot of the monorail, so it's right there. You could just catch it, and you can run to your car, which if you parked at the contemporary, you know it's right there. So and I, and you probably parked spot. because you're the kind of person who would wait around and try to commit like some little like kind of crime like that. You probably parked at the contemporary. Not even you didn't even have a reservation. You yeah, just kind of snuck made in, it right? reservation. Yeah, and then you didn't no. show up for it. Yeah, party of one, Jeff Vicky. Yeah, but far there all day. You but, scoundrel. But you're assuming also though that a small piece is going to fall off. But what if it's like a giant piece? What if it's like the nose of the monorail? Whoa, like the whole thread just bam. What if it's the you guy even... leaning by the door <laughs> with reckless abandon? Yeah. I love yeah, that I mean, picture. You never know. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't they, know. They've got to do something with those those monorails, though. See, leave it to Tony to bring it back down to earth. <laughs> I know. When, when we were there uh, last week, we went to take the uh, express monorail out of the Magic Kingdom. Uh-huh. And it had been in station for 32 minutes. Really? Oh, and no. there was a guy going back and forth. I think that they were trying to figure out like a door hadn't closed completely. So he was going back and forth uh-huh. to all of the cabins, like touching things. Uh. And the people were in the in the car. People were loaded minutes? in the cars. They're oh, having door problems big time. I mean, that monorail got stuck the other day. I think the people were stuck inside of it. Oh, I didn't even know a monorail got stuck the other day. Yeah, I think it was monorail yellow. Oh, yeah, yellow. Where the was doors it stuck? In it, it didn't get stuck. They were stuck. The doors wouldn't open. They had to do like a whole oh. loop. Oh, that's funny. Man, you think wow. those gondolas are going to replace the monorails? 
No. No. no, I mean they already have the track. Like they have to keep them going, but they do need the to monorails are the best. the The monorails really are a part of Walt Disney they World. They really are. They're not. They're not so much a thing out at Disneyland. You know, they're kind of an afterthought for people. But in Disney World, they are very much a part of the whole experience, and I hope they always have them. I don't know. I love the monorail. I yeah. Um, now that you say that, though, I I don't think they could get rid of them. They go right through the yeah. contemporary. I mean, it's a thing. What are you gonna do? Put a gondola through there? No. I did see I did see a post earlier earlier today that uh, meant you know it, it took note of the fact that I think uh, Disney box office this year just crossed the seven or eight billion dollar mark. Well, there you go. Right. And uh, it said, hey, you know, congratulations, Disney. You've just broken the, the $7 billion mark. Do you think you could invest some money in a monorail? Yeah. Yeah, they should. I mean, Wouldn't it have been great if they put monorails, like, you know, instead of the gondolas? That would have been so amazing. But then you'd totally change the price of pop and art and all the rest of it. So I guess. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure you would then. Yeah, I just, I love the monorail. I remember the first time I went on the monorail. um, when we, the first time I ever went to the Magic Kingdom, it was just, I don't know, it was exciting. It was a little scary, too, because you're on a it rail. a little scary. It yeah, really the is. first time you're, like, I don't even think about it now, but at the time, it was like, oh, my gosh, this mm-hmm. is kind of scary. But it's a tradition. So, it's a family tradition. It is a family tradition. <laughs> so... Okay. All right. So I guess that's it. And I want to thank everyone who submitted questions. We always appreciate that. And um, they're always fun to do. I want to thank the three of you for joining me so late at night, as always. And if you want to find us on social media, we are on... We're on everything. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Adam's on Twitter. Tinder. I think think we're on Tinder. We're on Tinder. We got on Tinder. Swipe left. We, we are no longer. We got off Tinder because we wanted a more serious relationship, which is why we're now on Hinge. Yeah. So call us. What's Hinge? Hinge is. Oh gosh! So you don't know that? Hinge is for the. See, we're, you obviously didn't listen to last week's show because we talked about getting a Hinge date. It's for more serious relationships, Tony. Huh? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was for like seniors, but apparently it's not. <laughs> I guess a senior could be on there. Meet no. quality single seniors. No, that's different. No, so we're all about Hinge now. So go ahead and swipe. Is it left or right? I don't think you swipe on Hinge, right? I don't know. I think I'm on unhinged. <laughs> I think you might be. Oh, okay. We're not on Snapchat. We are 100% not on Snapchat because we can't afford it or figure it out. But otherwise, we're pretty much in everything. We're more than happy to talk with you on the private page, and we appreciate your uh, reviews that are not the ones that would make our mothers cry. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. But um, anyways, and this will come out before Christmas, so happy holidays to everyone who celebrates Christmas. Hey, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, ho, ho, ho. Merry happy Christmas. New Year. Happy. That's right. Wait, wait. Anyway. Don't drink and drive. That's why you go to what? Call an Uber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, keep in business yeah keep uber in business and if you're and a disney cold minivan yeah see that's why that's why all bachelorette parties should be at disney i have booked so many girls for bachelorette parties because they can have fun and then they can get on a bus and go back to their resort and pass out 
it's perfect. That is perfect, actually. It's not like Vegas, where if you try to go to your resort and pass out, a giant bed bug will attack you. You never anyway. know what will attack you in the street. No, it's pretty bad. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're still scarred from six months ago. If it, you know what? The Las Vegas Tourism Board is going to contact us and tell us to stop. Yeah, but if anyway. Vegas has a working monorail. That is true. I still you didn't say see that. that. But we didn't see it. We were too busy eating. Because the one thing Vegas had that Liza and I liked was food. Yeah, they did have some good restaurants. Yeah. Like everywhere we went, we were like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing I've ever had. Well, yeah. Anyway. It was good. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. See how we digress? Tis the season. Digress. Tis the season. It is. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night.